And I will make room for you. Come on, tell him to do whatever you want to do, Lord. To do whatever you want to. To do whatever you want to. And I will make room for you. To do whatever you want to. Ever you want. And I love this part. It says, Here is where I lay it down. Say, And here is where I lay it down. You are all I'm chasing now. This is my surrender. This is my surrender. Here, one more time. Here is where I lay it down. You are all I'm chasing now. This is my surrender. This is my surrender. This is our surrender, Lord. Come on, let's give Jesus all the praise. Come on, this praise says, God, we surrender to you. We are yours. Right here, right now, we lay it down. We lay it down. Y'all glad to be at First Wednesday? I'm, I'm stoked. I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm just going to ask you guys to stay right where you are because we're going to go back into that song in a minute. It's a new song for most of us, but we're going to go back into that song because, man, I just, I just feel it that the Lord wants to do something new. So go ahead and uh, air high five, air fist bump a neighbor. Let them know it's good to see him today before you sit down. Grab your seat. You guys can, singers, y'all can, y'all, if y'all need to take a seat, you can. I'll let the, the band play behind me. How many of you, how many of you think that maybe God's up to something? Maybe God's up to something. I think, yeah. Um, we didn't get to be at the last first Wednesday uh, in, in February. We were down in South Florida at a pastor's conference, but don't be jealous because it was cold there. It was cold in Fort Myers, but uh, I'm so glad to be with you tonight. And when we were at that pastor's conference, th- there was, um, they did this song there. It was the first time I'd ever heard it, and uh, it was kind of an anthem for us at that conference. And it became an anthem for me. I thought, man, this is what we need in life is we just need to make room for the Lord to do whatever he wants to do. And so um, I knew we'd be, I told the band, I think the worship team before we ever got back into town, hey, let's do, let's put this song on the, on the rotation for the next first Wednesday. And uh, here's, here's what I think. God's up to something. You know, our, our word, my word for the year is revival. And I've declared that as a word for the year for our church, that we're, we're going to see revival this year. God wants to do something, but how many of you know that if we want to see revival, we're going to have to make room for revival. We're going to have to make room for God to move, for God to do whatever He wants to do. We're going to have to make room for that to happen. And so, revival. Everybody say revival. revival. Say make room. make room. Hey, that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to make some room. And I love those lyrics. Here is where I lay it down. Here is where I lay 
it down. That's the word I want to focus on because I think every one of us here tonight have an it. There's something. Here is where I lay it. The burden, the lie, the doubt, the fear. Maybe it's even your success laying it down. The crown that you've, that you've amassed for yourself laying it down. Not as important as you thought it was. Right? So, so let me ask you, just want to kick it off with this question. What is your it? What is your it? What, what is the thing that you need to lay down? What is the thing that when you walked in the room tonight, when you walked into the church, there was something weighing heavy on your heart? What is it? What is it? What did you bring with you that you need to let go of? What did you walk in here with tonight thinking and praying and hoping to yourself, I hope that I can leave here different than I came. What is it that you need to bring to the altar and drop it like it's hot, okay? What is it? What, what is it that you need, to, you, you need to leave here? You need to leave at the feet of Jesus. And I know everyone's burden, everyone's it is probably a little bit different. I get that. Some of you, honestly, you're, you're facing a really big thing right now. Others of you, like life is pretty good. But here's what I always say about, about life. You're, you're either in the middle of something right now you're coming out of something right now or you're fitting to go into something, all right? You're about to go into something. You, that's just the way life is. You're in the middle of it, you're coming out of it, or you're about to go into something. And so some of you have a burden that's really weighing heavy on your heart. Some of you, life's good. Maybe, maybe there's just something that you, you know, it'd be nice if God changed that, but life's good if, even if he doesn't, right? Everybody's burdens are different. But I don't want you to fool yourself into thinking that that you don't have any issues because we all have issues we all have some issues can I get a louder amen on that one because if you say you don't have issues that is your issue I don't I don't have any issues I'm good I'm fine fine no that's your issue right so so tonight I want to ask you what is your it and and, and listen what's the one thing that if it changed tonight, it would make all the difference in the world for you? What is the one thing that if you laid it down at the feet of Jesus and you never picked it back up again, what is that one thing that it would be a game changer for you? What is that thing? And Peter said it this way in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse, verse 7. He says, what you ought to do is give all your worries and cares to God. Whatever it is, give it to God. Why? Because He cares about you. He cares for you. He wants to do something good in you. He wants revival to happen in your life too. But He knows that He can't bring revival. He can't send revival. He can't bring restoration. He can't bring hope. He can't bring forgiveness. He can't do the work that He wants to do in your life when, when you're holding on to all this other stuff. Right? And then Jesus said it this way in Matthew 11. Jesus said, here's how you can lay it down is you gotta, you gotta come to me Jesus says you gotta come to me Every, everybody who's weary everybody who's carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest notice, notice that Jesus will give you rest you're not gonna find rest in the pill you're not gonna find rest in the bottle you're not gonna find rest in the relationship you're gonna find rest in Jesus take my yoke upon you 
Let me teach you, Jesus says. I want to show you how to do this because I'm humble and I'm gentle. I don't come at you, you know, telling you how bad and evil and wrong you are. That's not the way Jesus does things. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm gentle. I'm humble. And, and, and if you come to me, you'll find rest for your souls. For his yoke is easy to bear and his burden is light. Can I say it this way? That if you're carrying a heavy burden tonight, that burden isn't from God because his burden is light his burden is light his yoke is easy so if you're worn down if you're carrying a, a heavy burden come on it's time to hand that over to God so, so as I thought about this song and, and, and really some things that maybe we could leave at the feet of Jesus tonight some things that we need to leave here some it's okay uh, we could talk about them all night long but I just thought of three things that, that probably most of us deal with on a regular basis and, and the first thing that I think we could probably lay down at the feet of Jesus is control control you, you know what control is, right? I mean, control is a byproduct of fear. The reason why you want control is because uh, you don't trust. You want, you want control because you don't trust God. You don't trust Jesus to meet the needs. You don't trust him to give you the rest that Jesus talked about. You don't, you don't trust, you, you need control because you're afraid of fill in the blank. And when you decide that you need to be in control, control says, God, I don't trust you. Um, God, uh, I trust you with my eternity. I'm really thankful that you're going to let me go to heaven one day. I'm appreciative of that. But here on earth, God, you don't really know what you're doing. So I'm, I'm just going to take control because you know, it feels better. I know what the outcome is going to be if I just step in and take control, right? So control is rooted in fear. I'm afraid. I'm fearful of something, so I need to be in charge. I need to be in control. But Paul said in 2 Timothy verse 1 and 7, it says, God didn't give you fear. That, that, that doesn't come from God. He didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Sound mind is what he gave you. And so how do I... How do I overcome this pastor Ben how do I let go how do I get over this control Psalm 34 4 says this is how the psalmist did it I sought the Lord I, I laid it at his feet here is where I lay it down and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears I decided I wasn't going to take control anymore I was going to let God have his way God I'm making room for you Take the fear, take the control, and do what you want to in my life. Ironically, we don't want to let, we need to be in control, and that is what keeps God from doing what he wants to do in your life, because you're in Charles in charge, right? The second thing that I think a lot of us deal with is complacency. Complacency, we just get, hey, look, we're good. Pastor Ben, I'm going to heaven. Life is okay right now. I'm, 
I'm fine. Yes, you're going to heaven. You're right. But you're not fulfilling your purposes. Maybe you're, maybe you're not living out the dreams that God's put in your heart. Maybe it's that you, you're, you're just kind of going through the motions. You're, 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 you're riding the pine, sitting on the bench. Have you gone through growth track? No, I had not gone through growth track yet. Are you in a small group? No, I'm not really going to a small group yet. You know, I just really don't like people. Uh, you get complacent where you are and, and God is saying, hey, I want to do something in your life, but it can't just be about you can't just be about how you feel and what you want and this complacency is an issue of faith if control is about fear then complacency is an issue of your faith and what I mean by that is it's a lifestyle that says I'm fine where I'm at I don't need to grow and, oh, and so if you're a, if you're complacent um, then you're not growing there's no growth in a complacent person but neither is there passion There's no passion in a complacent person either. So God doesn't want us to stay complacent. He wants to call us out of that. If you want God to work in your life, we got to move on from complacency. We've got to reestablish our faith with God. Do what you want to, Lord. I'm going to turn my complacency. I'm I'm, I'm going in tonight. I'm going to take a chance on this. And then Revelation 3 says it this way. Revelation 3.15 says that I know all the things that you do, that you're, you're, you're not hot or cold. This is complacency. He says, I would rather you be hot or cold. I would rather you be on fire for me or just plead the fifth and say you're an atheist. Because there's no room for lukewarm living, God says. Jesus says, I wish that you were one or the other. But since you're like the lukewarm water neither hot nor cold I'm, I'm gonna spit you out of my mouth so how do I fix this pastor man how do I how do I fix this complacency issue how do I fix this faith issue James 4 8 says come close to God hey the way you get out of the complacency is you got to start taking some steps towards God you've got to move you you've got to step out and God will come close to you you come close to God he'll come close to you what does that look like Is it step for step? Is it you take a step and then God takes a step? Or is it you take a step and then over here, God, I'm I'm short-legged, y'all, but God goes, all right, I'll I'll give you a step. Okay, you take a step, I'll give you another step. He's he's not meeting you step for step. If he is, his steps are, are a whole lot bigger than our steps. Come close to him and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, what does this mean? Repent, God, I'm sorry that I've been complacent. I'm sorry that I've just kind of been lukewarm in my relationship with you. Purify your hearts. Your loyalty is divided between God. We're trying to serve God and the world. That's when we get complacent. We try to serve two masters, and Jesus said, you can't do it. You can't do it. Number three, this is a Bible word. We talked about it last night in Leadership Academy, which, by the way, is going incredible. Love Leadership Academy. It's incredible. Yep. That was, appreciate that. Round of applause there. Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. Covetousness. This is a Bible word. It's a churchy word. But the other two started with a C, so this one I needed to have a C also. So, 
Materialism would have been, you know, more modern terminology. But covetousness, what is this? If, if um, control is rooted in fear and complacency is rooted in faith or the lack of faith, then covetousness is rooted in a, a wrong motive around finances. And you're looking for a job to fulfill your needs. And, and you come in here with burdens, financial burdens. I mean, that's a, that's a real thing, right? You come in here with those kind of burdens and, and you're thinking the job is supposed to meet your needs. You're thinking that the employer is supposed to take care of you. And God says, no, 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 no. That's covetousness. You're, you're, you're putting those things and those people above your relationship with me. I can provide for you way better than they can. Way better than they can. So the covetousness is putting your material possessions before your relationship with God. Luke chapter 12 in the, in the modern English version says... Then he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. Why? Because a man's life isn't all about his possessions. It's not all about what you came in here with tonight. It's not all about the vehicle you drove or the house that you live in or the paycheck that you get. It's not all about that. It's not all about the abundance of your possessions. And when we, when we put this materialism this covetousness, when we, when we put that before God, what happens is um, it's, it's like a slap in God's face. It's like we hold up our fist and we say to God, I don't like what you gave me. I don't like what you, you should have taken better care of me. I really wanted what they have. And it's a slap in his face. Because he goes, hey, I've given you everything. Everything I have is yours. There's nothing that you need that you don't already have access to. So, um, I recently I started driving a new truck. Okay? And um, I haven't had a truck in like 10 years. But I thought it was about time for me to have a truck. I'm the only man in Texas that doesn't have a truck. So, time for me to get a truck. So I got a truck and... And it's a base model. It's not a new truck. It's, it's used, but um, it's an it's a, it's a entry-level model. Now, we have a Yukon, too, that is, it's, we bought it used, and it's a couple years old now, and it has all the bells and whistles on it, right? It's got the lane assist. It's just it's decked out with stuff that really we, probably, we, we didn't even know existed when we got it. Well, when I got in my truck, though, the other day, I'm like, where's the lane assist at? Where, you know, where's, where's this and, and what happened? what I realized was happening was I was becoming materialistic I didn't even realize it and, and God was like hey just be grateful just just be grateful Man, I've been good to you son I've been good to you and I'll be honest that this one covetousness it's hard for me sometimes oh poor boy from East Tennessee didn't have anything growing up and God's been good to me and every once in a while, he needs to remind me, son, I'm, I've always been your provider. I'll always be your provider. Nobody else, don't look to anybody else or anything else. If you came in here tonight with, with some heaviness around finances, it's time to leave it at the feet of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, come on, you can give God praise for that. You can give him praise. 
So let me ask you one more time. What is the it factor for you? What is it for you? And I realized this, that maybe for some of you, it wasn't control, it wasn't complacency, it wasn't covetousness. Maybe for you, it's relationships. Maybe there's a relationship in your life that you need to, to be out of. It's a dating relationship. It's a, an unhealthy friendship that's pulling you down. Maybe for some of you, it's an addiction. And it's time for you to leave it at the feet of Jesus. You've been trying to find your validation in everything else in life except Jesus. He can satisfy every need that you have, including every chemical imbalance and every chemical high that you could ever experience. He can fulfill it in Jesus' name. He can do it. For some of you, maybe it's uh, sin issues. Things that you are continually struggling with and you keep going back to over and over again and you came in tonight heavy with this, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of it. Maybe it's worries. And what Jesus said about worry was, why worry about tomorrow? Because you got enough trouble today. Let me, let me help you out. You've already got some trouble today. Don't bring tomorrow here already. Don't bring tomorrow here. For some of you, maybe, maybe it is finances. Maybe you need, maybe, maybe you really are struggling in that area. Let's leave it at the feet of Jesus. Maybe it's your schedule. We have four boys. All of them are playing sports this spring. What that means is, thank you for that. That was, that was like a, <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck. Yeah, we, it's going to be crazy. Schedule is going to be crazy. You know, your schedule can wear you down sometimes, can it? Not enough time in the day. I got to get from here to there and everywhere with kids and ball games and playing at the same time. Schedule can, can wear on you. Family, maybe it's an issue in your family. You love them. But maybe there's a family member that's really struggling right now. It's weighing on your heart. Or maybe it's your spouse. I don't, I don't know. We could sit here all night and name things, right? But it's actually not my responsibility to show you what it is that's the Holy Spirit's role the Holy Spirit's job is to show you what it is and my role is to help you respond and the right response the only response tonight is surrender surrender lay it down I'm making room for you Jesus I can't hold on to these problems, these issues, these frustrations. I can't hold on to control or complacency or covetous. I can't, I can't do all of that and see you move at the same time. So I'm going to lay it down. I'm going to lay it down at your feet. And I want to go one more time back to Matthew eleven twenty eight. In the message paraphrase, it says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? Come on, I talked to a young man yesterday who's 20, who's burnt out on religion. He's got some church hurt in his life right now. He's burnt out on religion. I'm surprised. He said, I'm surprised I even still believe. Come on. Burn out on religion. Jesus says, come to me. Come on. Get away with me. You'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I don't know what a real rest is, but I want to learn. I want, I want a real rest. I want the real rest. Come on, Jesus. Give me the real rest. 
walk with me, work with me. In other words, he's saying, hey, come on, you got you to gotta help yourself here. Come on, go for a walk with me. You, you got you to work with me. Come on, do this. Watch how I do it. How did Jesus do it? He would, he would go off to, the, to just um, lonely places, the Bible said. That's how he would do it. And he would, he would stay for hours and he would rest. Uh, this year, uh, the Lord's talking to me a lot about that. And I'm seeing where Jesus, there's parts of the Bible in the, in the New Testament where Jesus was essentially tired of people. And he said, I got to get away. I've been around 15,000 people today. I, I'm drained. I got to go. I got to just get some rest. And he says, learn how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. Stay with me. And you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. I just, I want to learn to live like that. Free and light. And we'll go back one more time. So, so, so Jesus said, come to me. How, how, do, how do I do this, Pastor Ben? you got to come to Jesus. And first, and first Peter says, when you get there, give all your worries to God. So we're in the presence of God tonight. We're in his presence. Let's lay it down. Here is where I lay it down. Come on, singers, come back up. And I'm, as they come, let's sing. Here is where I lay it down. Every lie and every crown. This is my surrender. This is my surrender. Here is where I lay it down. Every lie and every doubt. This is my surrender. This come on, would you stand up on your feet and let me let me close with this prayer. I want to ask our prayer team, go ahead and come up to the front. If you bring your mask with you, because what I'm gonna ask you to do is if you have if there's an it that you need to lay down tonight, I'm gonna ask you in a moment as the Holy Spirit reveals that. To not just stay there in your seat, but to come find somebody and pray with them. Pastor Caleb and, and Danielle, will y'all come up as well? Annalise, will you come up as well? I believe the Lord wants to move in this place tonight. So if you would just hold out your hands just like this. We're going to receive from the Lord. And I want to pray this prayer. I wrote this prayer just for this moment. Holy Spirit, I ask you right now to reveal the one thing that we need to lay down tonight. Make it clear. And give us the power to lay it down at the feet of Jesus and never pick it back up again. In Jesus' name.